Well, happy Aloha Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Ryan Kalei Suji. This is Spotlight Hawaii. Now, normally, of course, I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Yanji Denise. She has today off, so it is just me here with all of you. We want to thank those of you who are already tuning in and encourage you to share this video. Today, we are going to be talking with not one, but two guests to talk about the uh, having our team sports here on the island of Oahu resume and where we are at the current tier system that has sort of limited what we are seeing with team activities. Joining me this morning is council member Andrea Tupola, as well as former professional player, football player, Chad Owens. Thank you so much both for joining me this morning and being a part of this conversation. Uh, council member, let's start off with you. If you can provide some context into where we're at with team sports uh, under the current tier system, we know that that was set up by the Caldwell administration. Team sports was actually listed all the way in tier four. And so we wanted to get a better sense of, of where we're at now and what you guys are trying to do with this Safe Sport 808 initiative. Yeah, thanks so much for having me today. You know, Chad and I have worked hard on trying to rally together the voices of coaches, athletic directors, parents, all of those that are concerned with the current tier system and as well allowing outdoor sports, safe outdoor sports. So what we did was I proposed a resolution as my very first action in office as a council member. I am the chair of the Executive Matters and Legal Affairs Committee. We suggested that there be a group, a working group convened so that we could come up with protocols. So there are many that don't know that the Department of Health was already in motion with this. They had already convened two task forces to come up with their guidelines that they would be listing on the Department of Health website. So everything was in parallel with the direction that we were moving. We convened this working group. We were able to put together a 44-page document that had something very easy for the guidelines and protocols for everyone to understand. We listed it as phases, and then we outlined with every sport that participated what the suggestions would be for masks, for equipment, for practice, for competition. So as we moved forward, uh, Chad and I presented to the mayor of Honolulu. I just presented to Mayor Victorino yesterday. We have a city council member on Maui that's going to also be supporting and on Kauai. So we're trying to rally this community support so that we can get a change in the current care system to allow safe outdoor sports. Chad, I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. W what was your involvement? How did you get uh, involved in what spurred this um, fire for you and this desire to, to start taking action on this? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you talk about fire. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a local kid who needed every single opportunity to to walk on. Right, I didn't get a scholarship. I I had to walk on to the University of Hawaii, and you know, playing sports is something I did my entire life. As a lot of these kids, it is their life. Let's just be honest. It's what gives them motivation to go to school because they want to go to college and play sports and eventually you know, become a pro. That's that's their goals, that's their dream. So that that's my fire, is to help these kids, um, my kids included, you know, have the opportunity to be able to live out their dreams as I did. And, you know, as Hawaii sports grows, as our talent, you know, our talents are being noticed more so now than ever. I think per capita, we might have uh, some of the best and some of the highest percentages of, of kids becoming pro athletes. So that's special. And, you know, we don't want to lose that momentum. And, you know, on the mental health side, it was alarming to me hearing that Hawaii is the highest, uh, has the highest rate of uh, teen suicide. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was attempts, but just that whole, you know, mental health aspect to this, um, those things really 
got me fired up and going. And I'm thankful for, you know, Andrew Tupola, who really spearheaded this thing. We got this thing in motion and made it happen quick. And I'm just, I'm extremely proud of what, you know, we were uh, able to put together. Um, you know, this is the standard. I talk about that. Andrea knows. I talk about Hawaii. Man, it's time for us to be the standard. It's time for us to be the examples of how things can get done. You know, we, we come from a very special place. And I just wanted to sort of like present that. Uh, Councilmember, you talked a little bit about some of the details of these phases. Can you outline what th those look like and, and how uh, you sort of laid this out in front of the mayor and, and to those and your colleagues that you work with? Uh, sure. Yeah. So phases is broken down into physical, health, equipment, um, active play. Chad's going to have to help me. He has it in front of him. But right, we so physical, health, active play, safety, equipment and spectators. Oh, yeah. So uh, we we basically bundled it all into phases so that it's real simple for people to understand. Under physical, we address the fact that even prior to starting sports again, is to do a physical assessment. And this is not just, oh, can you stretch? Can you play the sport? This is, do you have underlying conditions such as asthma, respiratory issues? Is there an elderly group involved? Because we did have the ballroom dance group uh, join us where they do have higher risk populations. So the health one was just a pre-screening. When it went to, um, um, Sorry, the physical one. When it went to health, we basically outlined specifically how do you do uh, temperature checks as well as keep records of all the athletes that are coming in. When there is an athlete that's tested positive, what is the protocol? Where do you quarantine that person? How do they then return back to sports safely? And there needs to be a return to play protocol that's a gradual phase in after COVID. And as well, it said suggested that if three people test positive, that the team shut down and that they do an investigation to stop the spread. And they had suggested this to us from Utah because as soon as they, if they ever had three cases within a team, then they would shut down because that means that they're spreading it within each other. They would go back to their protocols, figure out what went wrong. And I know in the NFL, when they did their breakdown of how they were able to minimize the spread, they found out that they were doing a lot of spread when the athletes were eating after. And so then they, they did the investigation, they stopped the you know, gathering of eating, passed out food and had the players leave after. So there's all this learning that we're going to do. The active play, we suggested exactly what needs to happen when you show up and you play for sports, have your equipment separated, make sure that there's pods that are suggested. When you go into spectators, we differentiated that from the active players because spectators who are gathering, that is where a lot of the spread was happening. So limiting spectators when there's high community case count, making sure that there's announcements, making sure that there's signage at the actual um, venues that you're hosting it, that there's always hand washing stations. Then we did the ABCs of equipment, really simple. A, avoid sharing, avoid shared uh, changing spaces. B, be prepared for practice. You're gonna show up, you're gonna get into practice, and then you're gonna go home right after. And C, always clean and disinfect regularly. We went over um, the last one. What is the last one, Chad? We had, uh, well, there was equipment and then spectators. So so I think you kind of hit all safety. Oh, no, the you, safety? Got, you hit it all, yeah, safety. Yeah. So basically, when you look through this guideline, which is actually on the Star Advertiser, HawaiiPrepWorld.com, you can look through this and easily understand how to implement this. And that's what we wanted. We wanted it to be so easy that any athletic director, any coach could be able to use this, train their staff, and then be able to start active play.
You know, Chad, there, there obviously are some parents who may be concerned about just where we're at still with the pandemic. Uh, you know, there's new variants that are uh, being found and, and there is still uh, this fear in the community. How do you address some of those concerns that parents may have about the, their safety of their children and overall exposure uh, and trying to find this balance between allowing their kids to do something they want, but also their overall well-being? Yeah, you know, that's that's sort of a, a gray area, you know, and that's every parent, you know, you, it's it's going to come down to if you have a, if there's a parent that doesn't want their kids playing because they feel as if there's going to be a higher risk, um, that's fine. That's going to be up to them. But just to throw it out there, you know, the studies have been shown that the classroom is a higher risk for kids to contract, you know, Corona than uh, sports sports teams, especially outdoor sports teams. So, you know, it's, that's going to be a judgment call. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we all know that physical activity uh, is better for your health. And we know the statistics of this thing. And, you know, um, I think we just need to follow the guidelines, follow the protocols, and and almost just, you know, believe that that we have the things in place and we're going to be okay. Cause I'm just going to tell you right now, there's, there's already things going on. There's, there's leagues happening. There's practices happening. People are doing it anywhere. The community is taking it into their own hands and there's people out there. And I haven't heard of any outbreaks at all, you know, so we just want to be able to, you know, do it within a guideline and not just out there freelancing. So, you know, that's kind of why I feel and we feel that there's a sense of urgency that, you know, we can kind of put some order uh, on it because it's already being done. You know, the people are frustrated. Uh, they're anxious. The ki kids are moving away. Parents hit me up. I get messages every single day. Hey, Chad, uh, do you think when do you think football is going to start? And, I, and I'm sorry to just I'm saying football because that's the message I get. Um, I also get the sports messages. But say, hey, Chad. You know, because we're thinking about moving to, to Arizona, we're moving to Utah, and we don't want our athletes moving away. You know, we want, we want them staying right here, representing Hawaii, and, and you know, that's to me, is where we're sort of like not winning, right? We're not losing. I'm just saying we're just not winning right now. I just want to keep these guys here and, and, and give them that opportunity. When yeah. I can respond to what he and said. And girls, excuse me. We had, um, we had a pediatrician give her thoughts about it as well in regards to sedentary versus active, right? And, and we're in a pandemic, a health pandemic, which the encouragement of healthy activity is good. Outdoor healthy activity is what's going to help us, what's going to help keep our immune systems up. So I would refer to that. Secondly, when we talked with the athletic director in Utah, what they were doing was active testing. So the athletic staff at this particular high school was testing not only athletes actually, also band, drama, any extracurricular things that students were doing after school, they were doing regular testing to ensure that there wasn't a lot of spread and keeping records. So that's another part of how we're going to proceed safely is that if we're keeping records and we're able to say, hey, in this particular sport, there was zero transmission because every game we kept track, every competition we were able to, um, you know, do a, a screening for each athlete that participated. I think that's where we're going to be grateful that there are guidelines as opposed to people doing uh, underground leagues, which I know everyone wants to get out there and do it. We're suggesting that there be this safe way for us to proceed. And so you mentioned all those, you know, taking of, of temperatures and recording these 
documents and, and understanding where children are coming from and, and where they're at. Uh, who would be responsible for regulating all of that to making sure that they're following these guidelines that you have put together? Is it, What would be that body that would regulate and control and make sure that these kids and these teams are following the guidelines that you are presenting? You know, this would be a high level of uh, coaches and athletic staff and personal responsibility. I just shared a post on my social media today about us, Oregon, opening up contact sports as of last week. Crazy. So football's back on over there. But again, the comment that they made is at this point, as coaches, as athletic directors, we have now a higher level of responsibility for this. So the athletic staff at the Utah facility that we spoke with, they basically said, we are doing three times more than we've ever done. We used to just do ticket sales, you know, make sure the sports were running. Now we're doing a whole bunch of tracking. We keep our records. And the reason why it has to be at that level is because they are going to be the ones that are going to have to first administer any type of a reaction if there is a positive case. And of course, we suggested in the guidelines and protocols that if there was, that they would transmit that to the Department of Health. So we are giving that level of responsibility all the way down to the parents and the coaches, but not having something written is where we're stuck right now. Having something written where we can suggest to parents, these are the things to do. This is going to give people something written to follow. And I think this would be enabling and empowering our parents and families to take precautions. You know, Chad, we're, we're seeing some comments that come in here and people are questioning, is this in regards to outdoor sports? Is this in relation for indoor sports? You had mentioned outdoor, obviously less, uh, you know, it, it poses less of a risk being out there, you know, in, in something that's not confined to a gym, uh, say. But what, where would this fall into? Do you have categories in terms of uh, outdoor sports are allowed? Gyms would take a longer time to come on board. What, what are your thoughts on where these uh, athletes are playing? yeah yeah i mean you know we got it all right if you if you go to this if you go to the link that's on uh hawaiipurple.com we got indoor outdoor we have it all laid out uh every single sport uh we tried to uh get in there and yeah it, it's it's better to be outside so hey volleyball is there outdoor courts yeah there's some outdoor courts but you know, I don't, I don't think that if it's an indoor sport, it, it, it's a no go. Um, I just think that it's, it's probably going to be no spectators, and the protocols and guidelines are in place. You follow that to a T, and you adjust accordingly. I, I think it's just, yeah, everybody's jobs that that they were used to doing just got elevated, just got heightened. And you know what? If you're an administrator, if you're a, a athletic director, if you're a coach, uh, if you're a parent, that's like a team mom or team dad or whatever volunteers you're you know you don't you don't care about the workload going up because all you care about is your kid is able to do what they love and to play sports and to really mentally you know get out of the funk that they're in because a lot of these kids are in that mental funk and so i think parents mentors coaches all of the above that i mentioned they're going to be willing to, to go above and beyond the call of duty uh to get these kids back out there playing as far as everyone that i've spoken to that's that's kind of what what i'm getting and you know we just we just gotta we just gotta go for it man you know we we gotta go <laughs> it's time to go and i guess you know, why we're we're saying the word outdoors because it's listed in the tiers so to be specific that's why we're utilizing the word it was listed in the tiers as outdoor sports prohibited until tier four 
The reason why we included every sport in our guideline is because someday every sport's going to be going. And is there an easy way to classify the risk level of these sports? Absolutely. If you read through our guideline, there's a risk assessment page where we say that low contact sports, less risky than high contact sports. And in fact, higher amount of contact is more risky than lower amount of contact. Meaning, say for example, wrestling, where you're, you're in contact the whole time different than say, for example, water polo. Do you contact each other? Sure. Is it the whole entire game? No. So if you look through this risk assessment page, we gave this to our decision makers so that they could easily see, oh, there's classifications for the sports. Oh, there's a little picture of a, a house for indoor and the trees for outdoor. Oh, this sport can go both indoor and outdoor. Okay, we're going to suggest that they go outdoor up to this point. So we're basically giving them everything they need in very easy categories of is this indoor outdoor? Is this contact? No contact. What do we do with masks? And what do we do with practice versus competition in regards to spectators? You know, Chad, you mentioned earlier, we got to go. It is February 12th here. And when you look at the athletic sports calendar year, uh, the clock is ticking for those who are in high school and want to resume some sort of activity at a high school level. Where are you folks at with talking with the athletic association uh, this, that runs the high school sports? Is this something that could realistically happen? Could we potentially see uh, high school, some form of high school athletics happening this calendar year? Yeah, you know, I mean, and we're talking about the DOE, and I know that um, you know it's it's a it's a sticky subject because you know, yeah, safety is everyone's number one priority. It's our number one priority, and it's not just safety for the athletes. Let's just be honest; it's just safety for everyone. We understand that, uh, but I'm I said this before, and I'll and I'll say it here on live. You know, the, the real pandemic is is the the health of our children, the mental health. I'm just going to go ahead and say it because that's the truth. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I could get my phone and, and read off a lot of the messages that I'm getting from, from kids, high school kids about their mental health and how they went into a dark place and this and that. And like, thank you so much. You guys are giving us hope. I mean, I'm getting chickens, but that's, that's the real pandemic, you know? So I think, yeah, COVID is real. We understand that. And, but we're doing everything, you know, in our powers, we're, we're taking from the places that are successful. And, and we're and we're bringing it here and we've created safe sports hawaii and to be quite honest hawaii is probably the best place best climate to to fight you know bacterias germs and and i just I, you know that's a, that, that maybe a personal opinion but when i say go man it's it, it is yeah it's go time i think people People are getting antsy. I'm just gonna say that people are getting antsy. They're getting impatient, and you know, I, I just, I just want us to be able to um, roll this out, you know, the right way um, with the guidelines. And yeah, man, it's Valentine's yeah. Day in a couple of days. It's time to show some love, man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Councilmember, what, what are you hearing in terms of the realistic chances that this will get through that allow sports to happen for high school uh, athletics? Right. Uh, I talked with Chris Chun, head of HHSAA, the other day. I actually talked with the chair of the Board of Education yesterday, Catherine Payne. So we are trying to get the DOE on board. And I felt like as a council member, my first step was going to be opening or helping to open city facilities for DOE usage. That's something that I have purview over that I can actually influence. And that's why I decided to take that step. Now, what the DOE does is up to them. However, they did need the facilities so that they could proceed forward. So I felt like a, we were able to take that block away so that they could step forward if they wanted to. 
the board of the the chair of the board of education is very supportive of this. And I did tell um tell Chris Chun from HHSAA, you know, at this point, everything that you can do, do it. Meaning, like if you can practice in pods, if you are, you know, following within the tier system and the guidelines, then do it. If you are able to work out, which we are all able to go outside and still do workouts and things like that, then proceed forward because it's not just going to be the start of a competitive, say, for example, state championship game. It's going to be the lead up of it, the training for it, the, um, you know, the conditioning for it. So my hope is that we already start and proceed forward with things that we should already be doing because I feel like a lot of people are waiting for like the the big permission. Like, hey, when's the big permission coming? Hey, the little permissions are already all here. So start to do those things that are going to prepare your athletes in the event that in March, which, you know, if you're following Mayor Blangiardi, he's giving a lot of breadcrumbs of where we're going here. He actually um, announced today that his amended tier two got approved by the governor. So they're going to, um, I'm going to do an interview later today about that because we weren't in the amended tier two, but could we be in an amended tier? We sure could. And now Mayor Blangiardi is challenging that status quo to the point where if we do get the green light in March or April, I hope that our kids are ready. I hope that they've been conditioning in the safe ways possible so that that can proceed forward. Perhaps it's going to be for cross country, archery, you know, sports where there's no contact. I don't know those things, but I think in every way that it's safe to possibly proceed, we should. And and to that regard, what, have you had any conversations with the mayor, uh, with any of your colleagues, anyone on the state level about this plan? And have you received any feedback or indication that this is something that they could see happening? Yes, yes, definitely presenting to the mayor. He gave us firsthand insight that he's supportive of this. He would like to do a press conference with Chad and I, but we're going to present our findings to the governor first. So we have a uh, we're waiting for a scheduled appointment with him. Um, presenting it to Mayor Victorino was very successful. Presenting it to the Board of Education was successful. Talked with Sean Quinlan, representative for the Laie Kuhuku area. We all know that Kuhuku can do without sports. I asked him if they could get behind this at the legislative level. They said, absolutely. Council member uh, Mason Chalk from Kauai, they're introducing their resolution. Kiani Rollins from Moloka'i, Maui council member, they're introducing it next Thursday. So we've heard lots of positive feedback from our other decision makers, but there are steps that we we need to get there, right? We have the superintendent we got to get through, but all of the peripheral areas where we can make a difference and influence, that's where I'm trying to chip away at this until we're able to actually get that amended tier for us. You know, and Chad, you know, you, you mentioned that your kids play from a parent who's has children playing. How has this impacted just the overall recruitment side? We know that many of these uh, high school athletes really need these seasons to further their collegiate experience and their career. Uh, how are you navigating through those times and what are you hearing from other parents that are going through this process who have kids that are trying to get recruited but are limited based on what we see here now with this uh, COVID-19 and how it's impacting our, our tier system? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I spoke on a little bit earlier, a guy like me, you know, uh, uh, sort of a under the radar guy, you know, Roosevelt High School kid, nothing against Roosevelt, but, you know, we didn't have the notoriety. Um, I needed every single snap of every single game, all four years of my high school career, you know, in, in every sport, I was a multi-sport athlete. So, you know, it's, it's extremely important for these kids, especially the seniors. My son is a senior. We moved here, you know, back to Hawaii to give him a better opportunity to, to, to get noticed, to go to the next level, to compete against, you know, Hawaii talent, which is amongst the top in the in the nation, you know, at the high school level. 
so, you know, it's extremely important. And, and yeah, it, it's affecting parents as well. You know, this, this is affecting the, 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 the mental health of parents. It's causing more stress for parents, more stress in the household. And, and we all know what that can do if the, the household is in a stressful environment. Parents are stressed. You know, kids, it, it just trickles down. You know, and it's, yeah, parents are doing everything they can for their kids right now. They're talking about moving away, like I, like I said. Um, they, they just want to, we just want to give our kids the best opportunity for them to be successful and live out their dreams. I mean, this is, this is important. Like, I, I, I understand that school is important and I get a lot of comments, but what, what about school? Why are you putting sports before school? Well, you know what? The topic is sports and we're talking about these athletes and these athletes who are student athletes, right? We, we preach that, but these, and I can, I can, I can testify on a personal experience. I, I didn't like school. I wasn't into school. The moment I got my first F on a grade check and couldn't play a game, I was like, okay, I need to do better in school. And boom, light bulb went on, graduated with honors. I was eligible to go to college. I'm getting messages. Oh, my kid's grade is going down. I got teachers that I know in school. I got uh, ADs, oh, all the athletes, all the grades tanking because you're unmotivated. They're unmotivated right now. So, you know, school is important, but sports is the motivator for these kids to do well in school, to go on to college. And yeah, it's to play sports. Let's just be honest. But they're going to be getting a college education and everyone matures at different levels in their lives. And when you go to college, maturity kicks in. You know, a lot of things change. But if you don't get, if you don't have that opportunity, you know, the chances of, this happening does that yeah you know i mean i, I feel like this is the 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 problem that we're hearing in so many sectors of our community with covid 19 is finding that balance between uh some sense of normalcy and trying to manage public health and and well what you folks are saying is that you're presented with you're presenting an option uh that will allow this sort of middle to allow to happen to keep children safe under the, the policies that you have set in place uh but also it, under the guidelines that have been put forth by the CDC and so forth. Uh, as we sort of wrap up here, I can't believe it's already been half an hour. Time has certainly flown by, but wanted to just, I, again, get some final thoughts from each of you. Maybe Chad, we'll start off with you and close up with you, council member. But uh, Chad, what, what is your message to those out there who are tuned in, who say, look, this is not worth it. We can wait a little bit longer uh, till the end of this. And uh, it, it poses too much of a risk for people. Uh, parents are going to gather. They're going to watch your kids. What do you say to those who are doubting uh, this program and this initiative that you folks are putting out? Oh, man, uh, you know, that's tough. You know, um, I, I'm such a positive guy. You know, I, I don't like the word doubt. I, I've been doubted. I've been challenged. I've faced adversity my entire life. That's why one of my sayings is adversity fuels me. And we're, we've all been faced with adversity, but you know, and everyone, look, things are just not for everyone. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but you need to make the best decisions what you know, for you and your family. So if you're a parent out there watching and you're on the fence and you're erring on the side of caution and rather wait till things are more clear or whatever it is, that, that's, that's, that's totally fine. That's, that's, that's perfect. 
you know, but there, I'm going to say right now, the majority is, you know, people want to go, they want to go. And, and yeah, the people that are on the caution side are worried that if sports comes back, numbers are going to spike. I, I don't, I haven't, I think we've been, we're actually trending like this and sports is happening right now. I'm saying that there is sports happening at every single park, you know, on Oahu sports is happening on the outer islands. It's going on. Uh, but yeah, the green light, green light, everyone's just waiting to go. You know, we need those guidelines. Um, and for those that are in support that want to go, you know, I, I just encourage you to stay positive as if your parent continue to, you know, you got to lead by example as well. You need to do the right things. You need to say the right things. Hey, and I fell victim to this too, right? You got to understand what your kids are going through right now. Athlete or non-athlete, it doesn't matter, right? They're socially distanced right now from their peers and that, that social aspect of their lives. Uh, you know, where they should be interacting with people, they're turning more to their phones and getting drawn into other things that they shouldn't be drawn to. Uh, so we need to lead by example as parents, continue to encourage and to do all those things. And if you're an athlete right now, you got to stay ready. So you got to get ready. That's a saying that goes without being said, continue to grind, continue to train the best way you can and believe that the opportunity will come. And like Andrea said, you just, you know, we got to be ready. And that's, uh, that's, that's my message, man. Thank, thanks so much. Councilman, I'll, I'll give you the final word here. Y your thoughts uh, for those who uh, still express some hesitation with allowing this sort of activity from happening where we're at right now in fear of any spread. Uh, what is your message uh, to those who are uh, still a little skeptical about this? And maybe your message as well to those who are in support and, and how they can find more information about what you guys are trying to do. Sure. Um, I did want to read a specific section of what was amended today because this is what's going to be important is that our forward progress is already being seen and that there are already results. So this is what was amended to tier two. Now, for those of you who haven't read all the tiers, you can go to oneoahu.org and you can see where it was previously and how it's been amended. One of the things that was amended is that gyms and fitness facilities will now be allowed to operate indoors at 25% capacity. Prior to this, it was completely banned. So no indoors and they were allowing some outdoors, but only in tier four. Now, now we're in tier two and they're allowing it. It also says indoor group physical activities are allowed with no more than five people. We didn't have that before. Outdoor group physical activity classes allowed with no more than 10 people. What is an outdoor group physical activity? It's a team. So this is what was announced today. And this is why I want everyone to read through what Mayor Blanchi already announced because we are in 2021, we're making those modifications. And I feel like what we did, not Chad and I, what we did with coaches as athletic directors and the community, so if you look at that Safe Sports Manual, it says it's a community initiative because people from the community came together to make these protocols for it to happen safely. So I just want to thank everyone that's been involved and I want to thank um, you as well, Ryan, for giving us this opportunity to share. There is more information at hawaiiprepworld.com where you can download that. And please do follow us at the City Council for the different initiatives that will be announced. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chad Owens and Cosmo or Andrea Tupola. Uh, thanks for spending the morning with us and uh, sharing with our viewers what you guys are working on with this Safe Sports uh, 808 initiative. Mahalo. Yeah. Right on.
Uh, and there you have it. Uh, obviously, there's a, a lot of comments here that are coming in through this conversation. Many people on both sides who agree that children uh, and, and youth sports should resume in our community and that high school athletics is something that they would like to see happen. While there are still a number of you who are very hesitant about where we're at with our current system in the tiers and, and not allowing this sort of activity from happening. We will wait to see if there were any amendments, as you heard from uh, Council Member Tupola, they are waiting for a meeting with Governor Ige to propose and to highlight what they have outlined in their initiative here to protect, as they said, these athletes, uh, to allow them to resume activities. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that meeting and, and how that goes, as we know that uh, there has been some amendments to the tier system, as the council member just shared moments ago, that was uh, added on to tier two. So stay connected with the Honolulu Star Advertiser with any sort of developments as we continue to navigate through these times together. We'll be joined next week by the Lieutenant Governor. Obviously, vaccine still a top question by many in our community and the availability of vaccines. We've heard from the Lieutenant Governor about uh, the ramp up that we would be seeing in the next few weeks. However, we do know that there has still been a lack of supply that has not allowed those shots in arms to happen at the rate in which people would like. And so we're gonna get an update from him to hear more about that as well as the Safe Travels Initiative and the plans that are happening there to see if there was any chance that neighbor island travel could be resuming anytime soon. We'll also be joined next week by US Senator Brian Schatz who will give his thoughts on the impeachment trial that is happening with former President Donald Trump, as well as an update on what is happening from the federal government in terms of financial assistance that may be coming down the pipeline in this uh, latest round of CARES Act funding that is coming down from the legislation, uh, uh, from the Capitol, I should say. And finally, uh, next week, Friday, a hot topic that we know that many of you continue to write in to us about, and that is unemployment. We will be joined by the director of the Department of Labor and Industrial Relations. She will be here to answer your unemployment questions. An announcement was made just yesterday that those benefits should be rolling out next week. We'll get an update from her on all the things that are happening there, as we know that many of you are still waiting for some sort of payment and benefits from your unemployment checks. So uh, we hope that you have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you right back here on Monday at 1030 on Spotlight Hawaii. Aloha.